This podcast contains strong language and adult themes. Listener's discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome to A Page Too Far, the show where each week one of us reads a book and tells the other all about it. My name, I didn't think of names. My name is Rip Van Winkelstein, and with me as always is my co-host, the bro host. Yo, what's up? It's the bro host. We coming in with a hot new book. Lay it on me, Mr. Winkelstein. That's the same voice you used in the uh, in the one out take you did. That's the only. That's the. It's the bro voice. It's I, the it's the disc jockey voice. Yeah, exactly. It's not even a bro voice. It's like uh, it's just a, a a hype man. Yeah, it's high energy. Yeah, that's about it. it. I'm here for it. All How right. you doing? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Awesome. I cleaned my house a little bit today. Nice. So that was nice. Nice. Yeah. There is something stinking in my kitchen, and I cannot find it. Is it in the dishwasher? No, I, uh, that's what I thought. I thought it was dishwasher, uh, garbage disposal, yeah. trash can, fridge. I uh, like the closest I can narrow it down is my oven, but then I get really close to my oven. I can't smell it anymore. It's like hovering hmm. between my oven and my sink. Interesting. And the smell changes. One day it smelled like literal shit. Ooh, and then behind the fridge. Maybe I haven't pulled it out. I'll have to try that. Yeah. But then, but then other days it smells like like just old dishes, like moldy dishes. Yeah, yeah. But I, I like I clean my kitchen. I don't know what it is. Anything under the sink and like pipes or anything? Yeah, but they're all they're fine. Yeah, yeah. That sucks. I didn't smell anything when I went in there, but I wasn't really paying. That's attention. good. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've been on a weird music kick, and I say weird like my my taste, as you've mentioned, is very eclectic. Right. But I've really been into like Motown R and B lately. Yeah, I love R and B. The Drifters, Four Top, Benny King. I don't know why. Yeah, it's, it's nice. Just, that's been my fancy this this week. I read a book. You don't say. I did. This week, we are going to talk about Into the Dungeon. Into the Dungeon. Into the Dungeon. That is a very boring, unassuming title. Yes. It is written by Harry Connor with help from Felix Mile, Faye Stacy, and Letty Wilson. And it is published. That's all the authors? Uh, authors and illustrators. Oh, okay. Yeah. What was the, the original author's name? Harry, Harry, H-A-R-I, either Harry or Harry, okay. uh, Connor. Two first names. Two first names. Yeah. yeah. Can't. Yeah. I'd also say, well, I don't Is Wilson of Wilson's a first name? Letty Wilson? That's also it can the first be. name. Yeah. And Faye Stacy. There's three out of the yeah. four people have two first names. They're all fake. Don't trust them. They're not real. <laughs> uh, it's published by Andrews McNeil Publishing. Um, I don't have a year. It it just it, there's no there's no year. There's no year. There's no year. Is this a real book? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh there is something that I forgot to mention though about the title. Okay. It's a choose your own adventure book. Really? Here. Like a genuine choose your own adventure book? Have a pad and paper. Okay. Okay. I'm excited. We're doing this. Now you have a couple of options here because this is, this is a dungeon delving book, right? This is a dungeon delving, choose your own adventure book. You have stats. Oh my God. <laughs> and I will be your D you've been, you've been talking about wanting to play D and D. Yeah. I've played in literal years. This is, this is kind of uh D and D esque. I ran through it a couple times myself. Okay, okay. Um, just to, just to see, get an idea if it would be a good fit. Do I get to choose a class? It's oh, kind of, it's oversimplified. Oh, okay. But it, it's not real D and D. It's very, very like, I mean, you're meant to be able to do this with just the book itself. Right, right, so, right. You know, um, <clears throat> you have, the option of creating your own character and rolling stats. Okay. Or taking one of the four pre-gen characters. There are bonuses if you take the pre-gen characters because there's like resolution because they have actual quests written in. Okay. But it works just as well if you roll your own. You just don't get like the end. They have like pre-written out. Like if you did this, then uh -huh. you get this. Interesting. <clears throat> so it's up It's up to you. I can kind of go through the characters if you want me to. Sure. There are yeah. four. Let's, let's hear them. Dalamil the Singer. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to go through all their stats, but it's um, having fallen into gambling debt, Dalamil seeks an easy path to riches and fortune. Low health, low strength, high dex, high charisma. I like it. My type of character. Uh, Locke the Scrapper. High health, low strength, high dex, high intelligence. Okay. Used to scraping a living uh, however possible in the hardest parts of the city, Locke thinks the dungeon can be no worse than the workhouse or a life of thievery. Anir the Soldier. High health, high strength, really high intelligence, actually, for some reason. Huh. Yeah. Uh, low dex, low charisma. After being demoted for refusing to follow orders, a near looks to restore a once fearsome reputation and comfortable life. Yawn. <laughs> Xenophon, the scholar. It's not a real name. <laughs> no, it's not, but I love it. It starts with an X. Uh, health, um, middle health, low strength, 
medium decks, high charisma, high intelligence. They all, do they all have high intelligence? No. Locke has relatively low and Dalamil has none. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Xenophon seeks knowledge, gold, and ancient magic, even in the darkest of places. Those are the okay. four pre-gens. Okay. Or you can roll your own stats. I'm gonna grab my dice. Okay. Uh, you'll only you'll need you'll need d6s. That's it. Okay. I'm so excited for this. Like he has no idea. I've been, I've been holding on to this uh, this idea for quite a while. Somebody kind of recommended it and thought it might be a good fit. Uh, and I couldn't find a book, so I just decided, you know what? This is the week. This is the week we're gonna try this and see if it works. Uh, so I ran through it a couple times. I do have a second book if this goes really, really quickly, and that one's a lot more simple. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. So you have strength, dex, charisma, intelligence. Four stats. What you roll on these dice yep. will be your score. Okay. It's not ability checks like D&D where you roll a d20 and add your modifier. This is if your strength is this, then you do this, or if it's lower, then this happens. Huh. So it's, it's, it's a threshold. So the option is open to me. Right. Depending on my stat. Right. Okay. Right. It's almost like a saving throw, really. Right. You, you make your choice, and then if you if your score meets the number that they want, then you do a thing, or something else happens. You roll 1d6 for each of those, and that is your score. Okay. I don't care if you roll your four d6s and then assign them, or if you want to roll them in order. Uh, let's, do, let's do an order. See what happens. Okay. So I'm doing strength first. Strength first. Six! Good sound. Nice. Uh, I don't think any of the pre-made characters have a six in anything, so you're already wow already doing good. So this is dexterity. Dexterity. It's a very slick table. That's another six. Six. <laughs> this might be a boring story. Yeah, maybe. It depends on your choices. I'm going to give it a better shake this time. I- I'm going to tell you something here. There are things where you can lose without stats. Oh, just like Th- your you choice just make alone? the wrong choice. Right, right, yeah. right. Okay, I have a three for charisma. Yeah, that tracks. <laughs> <laughs> gonna get another six here this is intelligence oh my oh, god i got another six i am op as fuck yeah you are six six three six god damn now for your health okay it is a combined three d6 okay so you roll it three times <laughs> we're starting with a one so less op than you might be we got, <laughs> got another one you have two, two health and one more so you have a maximum of eight Oh, okay. So seven. Seven health. Seven health. Seven. That is not health. the lowest. The Dalamil the singer has lower health. Wow. Okay. So you're just you're you're a better version of Dalamil, except your charisma is garbage. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's not garbage. It's actually middle of the road. But okay. What's your name? My name is going to be Fomox Assback. Fomox Assback. Let's dive in. We are at the entrance. This is the place. Here at the edge of the moors stand the last ruins of what was once a castle. Huge stone blocks trace out the rooms and spiral staircases crumble upward to nowhere. Moss and cow parsley and clover carpet the rooms and creep up the old walls. Everywhere but one last doorway. The stone arch stands intact and free of the ivy and lichen that coat the other stones, as if only the rain dare touch it. A well-trodden track winds through the ruins to the archway. I might use this for an actual D&D thing. Jeez. That's pretty good. A well-trodden track winds through the ruins to the archway, beyond which thick stone steps bowed in the center from years of footfalls descend. Bowed. Bowed? Bowed. Mm. Uh, Descend downward into a dark passage. You see footprints in the mud heading towards the passage, but none coming out. Okay. A cold rain begins to fall, the wind whipping it sideways and flattening the grass and clover in waves. You think you see a a distant light somewhere in the dark of the passage, and suddenly, it seems terribly inviting. Determined, you take a breath and patter downward into the darkness. As you descend, the passage widens out into a room lit with faint, flickering torches. You are in the storeroom. You are standing in a storeroom full of sacks and boxes and the faint smell of rot, yet it seems not nearly so old as the castle above. A heavy wooden door set with gleaming brass bolts and inlays leads off to your left, and at the end of the room, another passage continues downward. What would you like to do? Is there an option to look at the inside the uh, containers? You can search the storeroom. Uh, I'd like to do that, yeah. You find moldering supplies. Several things best left behind. Bread rolls, moldering, strange colors. Uh, scraps of hide, though from what animal you cannot fathom. And a single cracked skull. But in the corner of a dusty box, you do come across, you can add these to your inventory. Okay. A length of rope. Doesn't say how long. <laughs> It's kind of useless. Well, no, it has very specific uses. Okay. Right? It's a book, right? You, you, right. You know, you can use it at certain places or not. Okay. Uh, and a small bottle of sweet wine. Oh, well, I'll, I'll certainly take the rope. It's 
by far the most useful item you could add to your inventory, I believe. Okay. Um, this does not really give you the option to not take the wine. <laughs> All right. So you're taking both of them. I guess I'll take both of them. Now you have two options here. You can turn towards the door or continue downward. Tor- turn towards the heavy door or continue down the stairs. Um, so I'm the type of guy, there's, so there's two ways to clear a dungeon. Yeah. You can either go down as far as you can. And work backwards. And then work, yeah. Back, but I'm more of the- Breach and clear. Yeah, breach, exactly. Clear the room first, then move on to the yep. next room. Check your corners. Check all rooms on that level before heading to the next level. So I'm going to hit that heavy door. Okay. You examine the heavy door. As you look closer, you see the brass patterns of the door are vines and ornaments that entwine upward into a central insignia you do not recognize. It's topped with a crown and surrounded by rich fruits and meats. You see no keyhole. I say melon. It does not open. Oh, fuck. <laughs> push, I'll push on the door. A whir and a click. The door swings inward with an ease that doesn't seem to match its weight, and you hear a distant whir and click as a mechanism in the doorframe seems to activate. You instinctively pull backwards as a small wooden bolt shoots downward from a gap in the ceiling above. What is your dexterity score? It's really high. It's six. Uh, you withdraw your hand just in time, and the bolt bounces harmlessly on the floor. I don't know why I sound so disappointed. It's, it's six. six. It's the max. The other option was you. Uh, the bolt grazes your arm, and you take some damage, so right, probably right. good. Okay. Uh, in either case, you gingerly step through the doorway with rather more care, and after a few steps, see a grand bright stairway that curves away and upward. The stairs are carpeted and seem lit as if from torchlight, or a great chandelier above that you cannot see. On hearing nothing further, you begin to slowly climb the steps. Okay. You are at an empty hall. The stairs climb and climb until you think you must be above ground level. As you climb, a few doors lead off to your left and right, but all are locked fast and immovable. That's just a way of saying we don't feel like writing this. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, you don't want to go that way. Uh, Just when you think the staircase must be endless, it opens into a great hall. There is a long table lined with benches and a high-backed chair of plush red velvet at the far end. The table is laden with foods of all kinds, venison, steaks, uh, and suckling pigs on beds of greens and butter. Oh, that sounds good. Great pies. Oh, I've got some ground beef at home. <laughs> Sorry, I'm hungry. Uh, and cakes and fishes uh, and fruits, fresh eels and cheeses, bread pudding, jellies and tarts. I don't know why there's women there. The food steams. As, <laughs> uh, it steams as if it's brought fresh from the kitchens and new candles flicker in silver candlesticks, but the benches lie still and empty. Tapestries hang from the walls uh, and on the farthest wall above the chair is a portrait of a lordly man fresh from a hunt. He's smiling benevolently from a magnificent horse. <laughs> from a magnificent horse, the bloody corpse of a prized deer at his feet. That was a tongue twister. Okay. The room is quiet and still and quite empty of people. You see no doors leading from the room. You can either approach the table or descend back down. Uh, I'm going to descend back down. There's no, no good can come of eating strange food with no one around. Okay. Is that your final answer? Yes. You can die in there. Uh, okay. Yep. The dark passage downward. You continue down the steps that lead away from the storeroom. So you're now back into the storeroom and now you're going back down further. Okay. Noticing rubble here and there that must once have been doorways, now collapsed and impassable. The main stairway is mostly clear but becomes darker and narrower as you go on. You find yourself feeling your way down the passage toward a distant light below. Suddenly your foot hits the next step and finds studded metal that presses down with your weight. You pause, foot still on the strange step. Nothing seems to have happened. Yet. Right, as soon as I lift my foot, something's going to happen. Potentially. You, you, you have three options. Okay. Uh, you can lift your foot, but wait before descending. You can continue walking as normal, or you can run down. Oh my God. I can't just leave the bottle of wine sitting on the pressure plate. No, that's a good idea, but uh, no. If I was smart, yeah, then I would let the plate up very cautiously while staying in place. Okay, that, that's an option. All right, because the way I'm thinking is that this sort of trap is made for you to keep walking at a normal pace. And not notice it. Right. Sure. So any, anything uh, triggering would probably would not be in the area of that plate exactly. Okay. Is that what you want to do? Yeah, I'll, I'll do that. Okay. So we're going to lift your foot, but wait before descending. As you step off the pressure plate, you hear something heavy thud somewhere far below. You wait, breath held on the stair above, as something thumps around for a long time before falling silent. You can do one of two things. Okay. You can continue down treading again on the pressure plate, or you can continue down carefully stepping over the pressure plate to avoid it. Uh, yeah, step over the plate. <laughs> okay. As you continue downward, you hear a thumping and scraping coming from the room below, and rounding a corner, you see a, silver of li- a sliver of light and glimpse a stone room lined with cages. 
The bars have been raised, leaving the doors open, and a huge beast paces the Oh, room. fuck. If I hit the thing, it might have closed the... Th- whatever. It does. That was That's another option I chose. Okay, that's dumb. You can see a door on the far side of the room, leading further into the dungeon. You can focus on getting to the door, or you can decide to fight. Uh, it's kind of hard to know what the character would do exactly because he was born, uh, you know, 10 minutes ago. What's his, what's his motivation? What's he looking for in this dungeon? He's here for a reason. Uh, Fomac, uh, Fomox Assback yeah. is looking for a, a scroll that would allow him to, once he cast the spell on the scroll, everyone would forget his name and then he could pick whatever name he wanted. Okay. That's okay. His... So he's looking for a clean slate. Exactly. Yep. All right. I mean, they won't forget him or what he's done, but they'll forget his name. Yeah. Everyone yeah. will just forget his name. Sure. So, uh, so. I think he would try to run past the the beast. Okay. What is your dexterity? Six. You slip underneath the belly of the creature as its jaws crunch uselessly down in the space where you once stood. In the time it takes for the beast to turn its bulk to face the door, you've tried the handle and already slipped through, closing it behind you. Thank God it wasn't locked. (laughs) The beast seems to claw and scrabble at the thick door behind you, you, but it cannot break through. You see now the door is reinforced with bars of iron. Breathing hard, you turn your attention to the next room. The room of doors. <gasps> Wonderful. Yeah. I'm kind of picturing like Nightmare Before Christmas, like the forest. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, um, the Dorist of Fours. Yes. That's from something else, but oh. I just love the name, the Dorist of Fours. I mean, it's great. It's great. <laughs> uh, the room is lit by wall-mounted torches burning with a strangely steady fire. You realize you could easily take a torch from one of the brackets and take it with you. However, to fight any monsters in the future, you would have to drop the torch and let it go out. So... Do you take a torch or do you leave it alone? I don't really see the downside in if I have to fight dropping the torch. Yeah. So I'll just take a torch. Okay. You can add a torch to your pockets. You must remove it if at any point you draw a weapon to fight a monster. Sure. And it does remind you of that. So, you know, it's not something you have to pay attention to. Okay. You notice two strange doors on each side of the long room and a staircase that continues downward at the far end of the room. So you have one, two, three, four doors, or you can go down the stairs. Okay. The doors are described as a blackened wooden door, an ornate golden door, a round metal door, or a tall plain door. So, uh, the the logic of Fomox asshat. Yeah. Ass back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's looking for a magical scroll. Yeah. What's the most magical wizardly looking door? Um, I would say the black door, right? Blackened wooden door? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. I could also see like the tall plane door because they want to describe. I, I don't know what's behind any of these. Right. Um. I went down the stairs myself. Uh. I could also see it being disguised as just like a don't look here. This is the least conspicuous kind of door, like mm. the tall plane wooden one. But you know, it's if you want to go with the black and wooden door, we can do that. Yeah. Let's go, let's go in the black wooden door. The black and wooden door creaks as you open it and leads into a room with a single torch illuminating it. The room seems more like a natural cave hewn out from the rock with rough walls coated in algae uh, and moss rather than stonework or bricks. You hear rushing water, and as you continue in and your eyes adjust, you see a little wooden boat tied up at the side of a steep, dangerous-looking river that rushes downward into the darkness below. The boat looks well enough... This is a very Resident Evil village. Yeah, it's very strange. Yeah. The boat looks well enough made and has two small oars tucked away inside. As you approach, you notice a brown paper package at the bottom of the boat. It looks as if it's been there a very long time. Unwrapping the package, you find... Ten gold pieces. Woo! Another length of rope. Okay. A warm cloak in the fashion of some hundred years ago. Okay. And as you lift the old cloak, a scrap of paper flutters down, and holding up to the torchlight, you read in a scrawled message in faded ink, Cayman, my dear, if you are reading this, the plan has worked, and you have finally escaped that cruel lord of the hall. I wonder who that was. A hall monitor? <laughs> no, the, uh, you were in a hall at once. We shall be reunited again in a matter of hours, if you follow my instructions closely. This boat is woven through with enchantment and shall weather this little steep current without faltering. When you reach the lower pool, row quickly ahead and do not stop to look back. Do not stop to search around for treasures, no matter what you see beneath the water. It shall be far more dangerous than it is worth. Follow the channel out to sea, and there I shall find you, and we shall be away. The bottom of the boat and the package are coated in dust, and though you see there are runes running around the edge of the boat, they are greatly faded as if many years have passed. You wonder what happened to Cayman. You can either take the boat or leave the room. Uh, I see no reason to take the boat. That's an escape plan uh, at best. Okay. Um, I, I still haven't found a magical scroll, and I'm not going to leave. That's so, true. So I'm going I'm to I'm go back on the hall. Okay. Uh, same room. So you have the ornate golden door, 
mm-hmm. the round metal door, the tall plane door, or the staircase downward. Can I do a history check on the ornate door? Uh, the ornate golden door? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, roll a d20. I don't have one. Pick a number between 1 and 20. 17. Uh, it's definitely well-crafted. It is ornate, and it is golden. I'll go through the plane door, I guess. Tall plane door. A simple lock. When you try the door, you find it locked. The door is of plain wood, not especially sturdy, and the lock seems simple. Your strength or intelligence are both above 6, right? Or above 5? Yes. Okay, you have the option. You can shove, kick, and shoulder the door until it breaks inward, or you can work a piece of wire in the keyhole until it clicks open. Um, I... I almost always select a character that has high intelligence mm-hmm. or high charisma yeah. when I role play. So I'm going to use the intelligence route and pick it. All right. The room you enter is much smaller than you expected. More of a cupboard with a broom propped against one wall and a single heavy sea chest in a dude in, in a dusty corner full of cobwebs. The lock in the chest looks broken open and you could easily lift the lid. As you approach, you hear a faint hum from the inside. Mm. You throw back the lid of the chest and step backward, expecting some kind of trap or beast, but all that's inside the box are a few small items. The humming seems to be coming from a smooth black stone polished to a shine. The stone's strange crystalline humming grows louder as your hand draws near, then stops entirely as you touch it. It, it just tells you you touch it, I guess. Yeah, I, I would like it to ask my consent first. I, <laughs> I'm going to roll an arcana check. You feel some kind of powerful energy emanating from the smooth stone and have a sense that it has a will of its own. Whether it's good or evil, you cannot tell. You can choose to pick up the smooth black stone or leave it be. Fuck nah. <laughs> are, are you picking it up or leaving it be? No, leave it there. Leave it there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there is a milky opalescent hunk of rock, a small key that seems to be made of glass wrapped in velvet cloth. I'll take it. Okay. Oh, I guess it, it doesn't say that you have the option to pick those up. It just says that you get those. So you get the milky opalescent hunk of rock in the small key. Okay. You can leave the black stone. Right. Specifically. Um, so you're leaving that one, but you get a milky opalescent hunk of rock and a small key made of glass wrapped in velvet. Okay. Uh, you stow them in your pockets before returning to the room of doors. There is an ornate golden door, a round metal door, or the staircase downwards. Before I do any of that, I'm going to put the opal opalescent rock uh, up my ass. Okay. Because uh, I, I have to take a plane back to my own country after all this. Yeah. And uh, that, that helps with, like, air sickness. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I do that. I took your all your jewelry and showed it straight <laughs> up my ass. I know what I'm looking for is not actually in this story. So, I like, can amend it. It might be. <laughs> it might be in there. Uh, so it's, it's weird with, like, motivation. But you're still looking for it. I am. See, Asback doesn't know it's not here. That's true. That's true. You're right. So, uh, I guess I'll look in the ornate golden door. Ornate golden door. The golden door swings easily open to reveal a room decked out in fine clothes that line the wall. Cloths. Not clothes. Cloths. Okay. Like tapestries and stuff. Yeah. On the dusty carpet sits two chests of dark wood, a plush armchair, a bookcase with a mess of books spilled out on the floor, and a bed with high posts, dusty drapes, and a figure sitting upon it. The figure has long, tousled hair, a loose shirt, and fine, boned face that looks quite hopeless and dejected, until lifting their head at the sound of your footfalls. Oh, traveler! Have you come to this place to finally free me of my bonds, or did you stumble upon it? It is no matter. Here is my tale. (laughs) The Lord of the Hall set his sorcerers upon me, and bound me with a spell to this room, never to age and never to leave, for I... I I didn't ask! (laughs) She, or he, I don't know, is telling you. I am Mihai. The prince, it's a he, and rightful ruler of these lands, or or was once. He locked me away long ago so he could preside above, unquestioned. I see no days or nights here in this room and have here idled for perhaps a hundred years or more. How do you know? I have long (laughs) lost count, and adventurers are fewer and farther between. You have only to help me break my spell, and I reward you with all the riches of my kingdom. As the prince speaks, his voice lilts up and down as if reciting a poem. And you have the sense he has said this many times before, waiting here alone in this room. <laughs> uh, that's great. Uh, no. You feel uneasy, wary of what bargain may entail, and head back toward the door. Thank you. As you take your first step back toward the door, you hear the prince cry out, What are you doing? And when you take another, you hear a long scream that seems to ring in your ears over and over. Oh, boy. No! The prince lunges toward you. I am the Senate. <laughs> Face... <laughs> Twisted in fury, a small knife drawn from his pocket. You can fight him or run. I want to run because I don't want to draw my torch. Flee the room. Your strength or dex are three or above. 
both. Cool. You block and dodge the prince as his knife stabs wildly at you, and you manage to push him backward into the room and run out the doorway. He comes towards you again, but seems trapped as if behind glass, uh, by the arch of the door, howling and spitting curses for a while. Eventually, he slides downward to the floor, weeping hopelessly. Perhaps it is confinement, or perhaps what it has driven him to. He speaks no more, and you turn your attention to the other doors of the room. There is the small... No, it's not small. The round metal door or the staircase. I think I'm going to skip that door uh, because there's probably some like robotic hobbits in there or something. Yeah, maybe. It might be radioactive. So Robobits. Robobits. <laughs> That's, uh, that'd be a great mix of Halfling and uh, Warforged. Warforged yeah. uh, a Robobit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you want to go down the stairs? Uh, yeah, I want to go down the stairs. Okay. The stairway downward is no longer neatly built stones, but rough and jagged as if hewn from the rock. You step carefully, descending for what seems like a long time. Once or twice, you find networks of rooms, which, upon searching, you find completely empty, as if already plundered. All are covered by a thick coating of dust, their only contents now broken shackles bolted to the walls and long-rotted chair. Finding nothing of interest and certainly no treasures, you go on down the central passage, eventually reaching a point where two rough-hewn corridors branch off to your left and right. Down the left corridor, you hear a chime and clink as if no bells, uh, as if of bells. To the right, you think you can make out the sound of muffled sobs. Ahead, the main passage continues down. You have the left corridor to investigate the chiming noise, mm-hmm. the right corridor, the sobbing, mm-hmm. or downward. Uh, through which corridor does the air feel less foul? <laughs> uh, roll perception. <laughs> uh, I got a two. You don't know. Oh, uh, fuck. I'd like to investigate the sobbing. The sobbing, okay. Yep. Curled in the corner, you think you can make out a child crying. If you are carrying a torch or have an intelligence of five or above? By both. Okay. You can look more closely or you can return. I like poke him with a torch. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'd like to look more closely. Okay. For a second, you think you see a slight ripple on what you assumed were the child's haunched legs. When you bend down to get a better look at their face, you sense something a little off, almost as if their eyes are in slightly the wrong place, as if pasted on slightly askew. God damn it. One of the sobs, now you are listening closely, has the strange edge of a gurgle to it. When you see another ripple along their arm, you step back, horror creeping into your mind. Something about their movements reminds you sickeningly of a snake poised to strike. Though you're not sure what you're looking at, one thing is certain. It is definitely not a child. It's a fucking black-eyed kid. I hate those guys. You can draw your weapon, determined to fight the horror, or return swiftly to the passageway. Man, I'm getting the fuck out of there. (laughs) Nah. At the bottom of the passageway, uh, the ground levels out into a rough-hewn ledge lit by the same strange, steady light of the torches you saw above. I didn't get to go to the, the jingle passage. You're in terror. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, it's that's it's, it's a status it's the, effect. Yeah, yeah. It's the it's the it's the risk of investigating. You may miss something. You may um. You already have a torch, right? Yes. So you have the option to take it. You already have a torch. Can uh, I have one in each hand. It doesn't say. So I'm gonna say no. Okay. You see two doors ahead of you with patterns and studs of dark shining metal. At the center of the left door, there's a carving of a skull uh, of some kind of antelope, but with horns you've never seen before. And at the center of the right door is carved a great flat skull, ridged and knobbled with rows of tiny teeth that is unfamiliar to you. Perhaps maybe a kind of salamander. You can go through the door with the horn skull or go through the door with the great ridged skull. I'd rather face off against an antelope than an alligator. So we'll take that one. Okay. The horn skull. Though there are occasional torches, the passage behind the door is low and uh, not well lit, and you find yourself crouching to make your way through. Some way along, you see another small passage off to your left, dark winding and slightly foreboding, and under a torch, a skeleton bundled in rags. On the skeleton, you find and take a pouch of 15 gold pieces. Hell yeah! And a small note that you're able to read in your torchlight. Alder, if you are reading this note on my mangled corpse, then know that I have failed to find you, and your stupid obscure riddles have been the death of me. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> yeah. Your mysterious instructions failed to lead me to the surprise that would let me escape the Lord once and for all, failing even to mention which door I had to take, unless my surprise was to be finding where the prince had been locked up all these years before he sweetly asked to cut my leg off, or that the Lord keeps an enormous dragon who burned my best cloak to a crisp. I'm God betting that's what was behind it. the iron door. God, oh, maybe, yeah. Uh, in which case, I am thoroughly finished with you. I've had to rest here to tend to my wounds, and if you find me still breathing, insist you take me above ground and nurse me back to health, since this is all your fault. Cayman. 
A cold, dry wind seems to blow from the passageway to your left, and you find it strangely inviting. You do not have the smooth stone in your pocket, do you? No. Okay. You may take the passage to your left or continue it onwards. Uh, I'll continue onwards. Okay. Eventually, the passage heads downward in a steep, narrow stairway carved from the rock. You wonder how far beneath the moor you must be, and whether you have traveled some way underground, or whether the dungeon abides by different arcane laws that govern the distances traveled. You have a torch. Mm-hmm. You hear a scurrying sound above, and realize the bright flame has drawn a flurry of beetles, moths, and spiders that Ugh. drop from some crack in the ceiling above. God damn it. Some are a pale translucent color, and much larger than their counterparts, uh, in the world above. Many up to your knees. Oh, what the fuck? So this is the Kong Skull Island like yeah. in, the, in the canyon. That scene was horrifying. Still is. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, what is your dexterity score? Six. I just, I just assume it's six. Your charisma's low, right? Yeah. yeah. God help me if I have a charisma check. <laughs> you haven't talked to anyone yet. That's true. I haven't. You're just like, nope. <laughs> uh, you are able to leap and dodge through the swarm and sprint down to the room below, still holding the torch without being followed. Far, far above you, an open you would have taken damage otherwise. Far, far <laughs> above you, an opening, uh, and you would have lost your torch, ringed with greenery lets in a shaft of daylight that casts a dim light over the wide cavern. Dust swirls in the air, and, and though an underground river rushes somewhere off to your left, the cave itself is cold and still. As you step forward, a small rock bounces off the toe of your boot and plops downward into what you now see is a dark pool of water that takes up most of the cave. Peering downward, you think you see something glistening deep, deep below, and a tunnel leading away beneath the water. The water is very clear, and it's hard to tell how far down the pool goes, but you think diving for long enough uh, to explore would take some strength. At the far end, you see a small tunnel and hear the faint sound of wind blowing through and a hint of fresh air. You can toss the torch out over the water to try to get a quick, clear glimpse of what lies under the surface, or you can leave your heavy uh, heavy gold armor and cloak at the water's edge, so you would, leave your, you would leave your cloak. Okay. And dive in to explore the pool. You can... Keep everything and dive in to explore the pool. Or you can skirt around the pool and make your way down the tunnel. I'm just going to skirt around the pool. I don't know why I got to be it checking out the pool. It does say you are ready to escape this place. What, were you serious? So you, you, if you skirt around the pool and make your way down the tunnel, you are ready to escape. Oh, my God. It is a way out. This is, okay. Um, fuck it. I take off my cloak and I dive in. You don't want to use your torch to... Oh, I guess I... That was an option. Le, yeah. Because <laughs> you're going to lose it either way. Right. I'll just, yeah, I'll just uh, I'll toss it. Okay. Thinking you have little use of it in the water, you throw the strange torch in a high arc out across the pool. It barely flickers as it flies through the air, the flame seeming to dance while giving out a steady, unwavering light. At first, you see very little but the cave roof, then the torch plunges into the water and remains illuminated. The flame seeming to grow green and pale and still burning as it sinks down into the water. You clearly see a dark box half hidden under the silt uh, deep at the bottom of the pool and a tunnel extending away beneath the water to another cavern. At the bottom of the pool, you see cavefish skeletons, not rotted away from age but eaten and torn into recently by sharp teeth, discarded with bits of white bloated flesh still attached. You back against the wall of the cave a little and see movement. A gaunt, finned creature a little larger than a person swimming down to the torch. They move their head from side to side, squinting at the bright light, then cautiously grab the handle, taking the torch with them back into the tunnel until the light disappears. I gotta say, they don't make torches like they used to. No, they don't. This is pretty impressive, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like the like the toaster that your grandparents have that just yeah. keeps chugging. It's like, God damn, I threw that torch away. That was the best torch ever made. Yeah, yeah. There wasn't an option for you to keep it and continue, though. Yeah, so, okay. Yeah. Uh, in the torchlight, you saw their pale eyes swivel, the spines of their hands and points of their teeth, and wonder whether more creatures occupy the deeper cavern. You have the same three options. You can leave your cloak at the water's edge and dive in. You can keep your pockets full and your armor on and dive in. Or you can skirt around the pool and make your way down. Does my armor actually help? Like, is there a detriment to taking it off? It I don't know. I don't know if you would take more damage if you don't have your armor. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't know that. Maybe. I, f- I probably don't have any way to breathe underwater. The so, torch allegedly didn't. God, I don't even know. I mean, I, I'm way too rational for this to be fun because I would just leave. But you're, you're very cautious. Yeah. No. I would unless I really, really wanted to. Well, what's um, Aspac? Is Aspac cautious or is Aspac? Dude, I don't know. I didn't actually give him a personality well, or this anything. This is your chance to decide. <laughs> Do it or don't, pussy. Um, 
Asbeck has heard tales of these fish people. Okay. And their magics. He knows that they might not have this magical scroll, but they definitely know where he could find it. There you go. <laughs> so you keeping your armor on or not? I'm taking that shit off. Okay. Because I want to. I don't want to appear hostile to them. All right. Okay. And also, I don't know if I'll drown or not. So I'll yeah, that's just, the question. I'll just yeah, I'll just take the armor off and the cloak. So yeah, you lose your cloak. The light grows slowly dimmer as you descend farther into the pool, and you find it much deeper than it appeared from above. I mean, of course, you will have less time than you thought to explore the bottom and realize you must choose between exploring the bottom of this pool or venturing further into the underwater tunnel. You can investigate the the bottom where you saw something glinting, or you can continue on to the tunnel. Something glinting, huh? Mm -hmm. I had a previous character who loved shiny things. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) And I... (laughs) I vividly remember... Hardcore metagaming. Yeah. And not playing my character. <laughs> yeah, and, and killing mine in the process. Yeah, and I totally would have died, but uh, yeah. I was kind of a bitch. But uh, no, I'll. I uh, lost Jet Reed to you. I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't even remember what my character's name was. Couldn't tell you. Um, he was a rogue, though? I think he was a he rogue. Was a rogue. He, was a, he was a rogue bard because he was an acrobat circus performer. Yes, 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 yes. yes, uh, yes. Looking for his twin sister who had been sold off when they were kids. That's right. I do remember that. Uh, so, I'll go for the glint. Go Why for not? Why not? Kicking uh, the lock, the box springs open and reveals 40 gold pieces. Okay, sweet. And an ancient sword. Nice. Do I ever get to use this glass key? I mean, you have to find the right door. <laughs> I, sho- I shove the glass key into my ass and turn it. And I'm like, ah! Right next to the rock. That, that, yeah, <laughs> that was the door. Anyways. Uh, you sheath and stow away the sword before kicking off from the bottom, heading back to the surface. Your strength is above a three, so you reach the surface just as your head begins to spin from lack of air. Oh, fuck. And you emerge unharmed, pulling yourself up onto dry land. You take some time to recover, and the cold water uh, seems to have taken root in your bones. Something about this place makes you uneasy, and after sitting for a while, you think you hear bubbles coming up from the deep below. Feeling a sudden urgency to move and wondering how long you've been down here, hours, days, you scramble up collecting your things and begin to make your way around the pool to the tunnel, wanting very much to see the sky again. Stooping and crawling through the tunnel, you follow the trickle of water that runs through it. The air begins to feel warmer and fresher in your lungs, and after a short while, you emerge into the bright daylight and on what you recognize as a rocky beach some miles from the archway where you first came in. Whether you are weighed down with treasures or horribly empty-handed, hardy and hale or bruised and bloody, stumbling out with less limbs and no inclination to go on adventuring again, you have emerged from the dungeon alive. Woo! Unsure of whether you spent hours or many days down below the surface, you stumble exhausted to a nearby town to find food and shelter and rest for a few days before continuing on to the city to survey what you have, uh, which you've brought back with you, and whether you have found what you were looking for. Found a badass sword. You can sell the milky opalescent hunk of rock for 25 gold. Oh shit, yeah, okay. How much gold do you have? I have 90 gold pieces. So you are able to buy yourself a modest house and a fine suit of armor? Jesus! Or travel the world for some time. Though there are some times of hardship, the treasures you found in the dungeon see you well for many, many years. Cool. I mean, this treasure was really easy to get. I could probably get some more later, <laughs> so I'll travel the world. The sword, I think, is something with Aeneas, the soldiers. Uh, yeah, the Aeneas. Oh, that's line. right. They all have... Uh, They're all yeah, looking yeah, for yeah, things. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. The the hall that you went into in the first place, mm-hmm. uh, that feast, if you investigate it, becomes rotten. And okay. it's like like diseased food and the, the painting of the guy who's like uh, magnanimous and generous mm-hmm. turns into like a lord of rot. Um, oh, okay. And if it, he offers you a bargain and if you take the bargain, then the food turns back into delicious food and he becomes generous again, but you stay there forever. <laughs> not much of a bargain <laughs> so it's kind of like hey yo i'll give you this food and like eternal life here only oh so like you could eat forever yeah. delicious food yeah that's tempting but it's actually rot and it's cursed but like you 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 know back in the back of your mind you know that yeah but, like it tastes good i would say give me a steak and a blue pill because i'm in <laughs> ignorance is bliss yeah other than that I know I I ended up leaving a few different ways. Okay. Um, I didn't take the boat. Oh, no, I did take the boat. The boat leads out to sea and you're free. Okay. Um, I played as the soldier and I ended up finding more ways to leave the dungeon or instantly die. Quote unquote, <laughs> yeah. Than losing health. 
Okay. Um, you would have lost like in all of you, you would have died because you had seven health, but like, I think in all of the encounters that you had, you could have lost a total of like nine health. Yeah. Okay. I don't know how much further it goes. We didn't, we didn't touch a lot because you could swim through the tunnel and I don't know how much further. Oh my God. The story actually goes, but yeah, I had, I, I thought, I thought of this, like, uh, somebody recommended one to me right? and was like, I don't know if this would be a good idea for the show or not. Uh, and then it was just kind of sitting in the back of my mind and I was having a really hard time finding a book this week right? because I have a book, but I didn't realize it's in the middle of a series. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and it, and it's I've in the middle that. of a series where it doesn't tell you what's going on. It right. just assumes, you know, so, uh, so I was like, oh, I don't, I don't know what's happening in this book. Right. On the flip side, there's a fantasy series I really love. It's a trilogy called the Powder Mage Trilogy. Yes. And for some goddamn reason, the author writes as if you hadn't just read the previous book. So every yeah, time a character yeah. comes up, he has, like, to re- this guy. he has to re-explain his powers. And I'm yeah. like, bro, this is the second book in your series. Like, yeah. I, I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I, I like, there are books that do it with, where, like, to recap some things, especially if the books like fantasy books with a lot of characters, mm-hmm. that's fine. But yeah, I don't like just reintroducing everybody. Right, right. Because it's a book series. It's not meant to be like, yes, there are going to people who read the second one first. Right. But that is not the norm. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that is that, that that doesn't mean you have to tailor your experience for that. I think the uh, from an author's perspective, it's like, well, my last book really released like five years ago. I have to like refresh people. True. So but, like, I, I get that. Are kind of timeless in that way. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, well, if people are excited about your new book, they will read your first book to prep for that. Yeah. Or, or if they don't, know. that's not your fault. Right. Yeah. No, it's, it's uh, theirs. It's kind of weird. If people forget a character, that's on them. Yeah. But uh, I fucking I love choose your own adventure books. And See, uh, this is the first one. Well, it's technically this is the second one because I, uh-huh. I did the other one first. But uh, the first one that I've ever really done, really, was, yeah. Okay. I, I never, I never had anything like this. It was a, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I would have loved this had I discovered it as like a seven year old. Yeah, no, the the original series um, had some really creative stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a whole story uh, about uh, these hybrid creatures that were like half ant, half spider. Ooh. And they were really, really dangerous, and uh, you basically just had to survive. And I died because I stuck one in my backpack, and then it chewed through the backpack, and then into my body. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, but there yeah, are some great ones. We have a rating system <laughs> on our show. Yeah. You're doing it. You shouldn't be doing it. I should be doing it. Well, that's what I'm asking you is, do, do we want to do the rating system for this? Um, I think we could both agree this is hardcover. Yeah. It, it's awesome. Yeah. Um. There's there's literally nothing about this that I, I didn't like. It was cool. Maybe uh, I mean any anything I don't like is my own fault for not investigating more or right, like actually right. talking to people. And and you went into it without like you made your own character and it was it was very clearly designed right, that you could do that. But like you were also super it was OP. really OP. Yeah, obviously um, it didn't like your your motivations were something that you came up with yourself independent of the book. So the mm-hmm. book of course wasn't going to be able to fulfill all of them. But that's. I mean, this is, this is somebody writing an adventure and, and somebody else who has infinite possibilities in their brain Mm -hmm. going through it. So it's not going to be perfect. All right. But I think for what it was, it was, it was a lot of fun. That was fun. Yeah. 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 Very very good. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to caps my hero story with this little bit. Um, instead of buying house and armor or traveling the world, uh, Fomox Asback uses the gold to have his name legally changed, uh, (laughs) There you go. By the federal government, which he should have done in the first place. So what's his new name? Uh, Kevin. Okay. <laughs> sure. The one thing I did love about this book is the the way, because like a Choose Your Own Adventure book, it's like this happens, turn to this page. Mm-hmm. But I bought it through uh, the Kindle app. Right. And it has... Quick links. Quick just, links. Yeah. So okay. you just click on where you what you want to do and it takes you to the appropriate page. That's it really nice. It was fantastic. That is nice. So I didn't have to like flip through everything. It's like 100 and, 150 pages, 100 right. pages. Do you want to hear what the, uh, if you had 150 gold pieces, what, what the end is? Sure. This is, that's the most, it's the highest. If I, if I'd known that that would have impacted the end, I totally would have tried finding more gold. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like, that's not what you were about. That's true. You know, you're true to you're true to Kevin. That's true. <laughs> Thank you for honoring my my new name. I got you. Uh, Aspak was my slave name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, now, what are your pronouns? My pronouns? Yeah. What are, uh, what are Kevin's pronouns? Is he a he him or is he a, a hitch hotch? A hitch hotch. Okay. Yeah. 
Uh, so Hitch found 150 gold pieces. That's enough to buy a fine house and live comfortably for the rest of your days. Whether you choose to live in finery, provide for your family, or travel the world on further adventures, you want for nothing. God, the gold isn't worth what it used to be. No, no, it really isn't. If you if you had 150 gold coins, that's a lot of money. Yeah. That's not live your life without want. Right, money. exactly. Exactly. You could probably make is, some investments and be set up. But. This is like prospector. Yeah, yeah. Levels of gold, <laughs> gold pieces. Uh-huh. Uh, thanks for joining us on this adventure. Uh, you should check out our Patreon where yeah, there's many more adventures. Uh, we have, uh, and we just did an episode uh, about bees, uh, which, by the way, I did some research after oh, yeah. editing that episode for the second fucking time. Uh-huh. Uh, and that lady did get a lot right. Uh, bees do get rid of corpses okay. and other diseased bees. If there's a diseased bee, they will kill it and get rid of the corpse. Oh, that's cool. Because you asked something in the beginning of the episode where, like, if there's a deformity or something, will the bees kill it? So that is something that they do. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure about deformity, but, but at for least disease, disease. Okay. And, and for corpses in general, uh, the worker bees will get rid of it. That's cool. Um, bees do not have specific roles. They kind of do all the shit. Right. And that's what the beekeeper said. Right. And the, the only bees that have one role are male bees. They just mate with a queen. Uh, but here's a really interesting thing. Mm-hmm. So in that story, she had eggs without, uh, mating, right? Right. They can do that. But they would only uh, give birth to male bees. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So, so it's like a way to ensure the population survives. Uh, kind of. Yeah, I'm not sure what the actual mechanic is there. Because like, if no mating, then create way to mate. Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. So interesting. Like, uh, so that, that confused the fuck out of me with like genes because it's like you, you can't make a female without male shit, but you can make a male. That'll make male shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know how that works. But yeah, no, uh, queen bees uh, are fertilized and make more female bees, but unfertilized eggs turn into male bees. Interesting. Uh, yeah, super interesting. So there's stuff like that where it's like, yeah, she got some. So, well, I mean, that really had nothing to do with what she wrote. But, right, right. It happened. She, but... she had both male and female yeah. offspring. Yeah. But, uh, but no, it's, it's stuff like that where it's like, uh, oh, and the bees will just slaughter the males if they're low on resources. Oh. Yeah. Uh, hey, hey, it makes sense. They'll straight up murk the fuckers. Huh. Uh, so that's interesting. Gonna ghost them. They're gonna make their souls filed for divorce. <laughs> they're gonna hang on. I got more. Okay. They're gonna they're gonna make them a hashtag. They're gonna put them out of commission. They're gonna make it so that their iPhones don't recognize them. <laughs> they're gonna put their initials in someone's Twitter bio. They're gonna erase their name from the census. They're gonna turn them into a purse. They're gonna turn them into a statistic. What the fuck? They're gonna make them applesauce. That one's pretty good. They're gonna turn them into a CNN headline. <laughs> They're going to give him the longest rest. They're going to make him past tense. <laughs> They're going to evict his soul. They're going to make him pay more for life insurance. <laughs> They're going to put him in God's recently deleted. Oh my God. That might be my favorite one. They're going to make, make him meet Batman's parents. Oh, they're going to depart him. They're going to make him sprout wings. They already have wings. That one's kind of dumb. Uh, it's like angels, right? I, but I, where did that come from? Couldn't tell you. Where, because that is it's like not in, Christian. No, it's in every like cartoon though. Yeah, it's like they die and become an angel, but that is in no way based in any theology. Yeah, ever. So you can check out that episode on our Patreon. Uh, we have a new episode coming up. That's all about the magic in the moon. We haven't recorded that one yet, so I'm very curious. We haven't, but uh, I'm reading a book on uh, moon magic. Yeah, yeah and yeah. and how you can harness that to uh, benefit yourself. So, nice. Do you create unicorns? Uh, I have no idea if it has anything to do with unicorns or not. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm excited though. Yeah. I want more unicorns. I know. Does that uh, person write anything else? Yes. She has more unicorn books. We should, we, so should, we, we should do one of those sometime just for, yeah, just totally. for a fun thing. She's got a lot of awesome books. Yeah. So I definitely want to check that out. Uh, we also have outtakes, which are basically blooper reels that we throw together and put on our Patreon. I love them. We have footnotes, which are essentially just an extra long outtake. It's a tangent. We go on. That's like more than 10 minutes. So uh, we throw those up there. I got hurt in the last one. You did. You broke your arm. And we talk all about that. Yeah. Uh, we also have movie commentaries. We do one every month. Uh, the last one we did was for Aragon. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Which was like actually a good time. Yeah. Like, it was a lot of fun. The movie was fine. It wasn't great, but it was fine. But uh, I had a lot of fun comparing it to the book. Yeah. And I uh, just read the book. So we, the other day, we were, I was listing or you were listing all of the commentaries we did. And there was one we couldn't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Did, what was do, it? do you remember which one that is? No. 
Existence. Oh, yeah. We did. Oh, that movie exists. We did a commentary on wow. Existence. And I completely forgot about that. Both film. of us did. Yeah. Um, Had Willem Dafoe in it. And that's and Jude Law. <laughs> and that's really all I remember. And you could check that one out as well. We also did I Am Number Four. And that one, like, I think that one may go down in history as, like, the worst but the most fun. Yeah, no, that was really that fun to do a commentary. Was a lot of fun, but that movie was terrible. It was very forgettable. Yeah, um, yeah, it was. It was a better time than Avatar: The Last Airbender, though. Yeah, that was miserable. Yeah, that was fucking miserable. Yeah, we we didn't like we didn't like that one. Uh, so check us out on YouTube. We upload there as well. If you're listening on YouTube, give us a like, uh, subscribe. Yeah, subscribe. It, it doesn't cost you anything. Right, it helps and, us. Uh, it helps us out. We're trying to get a fucking direct link to you know our that. channel. You're, you're watching YouTube. You know how YouTube works. And we Help need we need uh, we need a hundred subs to get a direct link. We do. We are we're fifty three. We're fifty three. Yeah, we're you know we're there. You know, <laughs> considering we're not advertising this anywhere. Like, yeah, exactly. It's I'm, just uh, that's okay. This is grassroots, motherfucker. Exactly. We're not paying for shit. We're literally in a closet. Yes, and just hoping something happens. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so check all that shit out. You can hit us up on socials, Instagram slash a page too far, Twitter at a page too far. I do. I do like you, you going back to YouTube. You change yeah. all the thumbnails and everything. I do like the new ones a lot better. They look really yeah, good. Yeah. Uh, I, I used to have a channel that I put a lot of work into. Yeah. And then I hid all the videos because I was fucking embarrassed. But I looked back at those videos and they all had very uh, high effort thumbnails yeah. on them. Yeah, they're very good. And I was like, why the hell not? Like, we need to have thumbnails. So I, I did all that. And I made all new graphics for everything. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Um, but there, yeah, let us... Twitch channel. Uh, yes, we have a Twitch channel. Twitch.tv slash uh, a game too far. A game a too game. far. G-A-M-E, too far. A game too far. Uh, we stream every Wednesday. We may do more. We may not. Uh, we're going through Moemon right now, which is a, a mm-hmm. perfectly legitimate copy of Pokemon Emerald. Um, <laughs> I went overboard, my friend. Yeah. You were telling me you, you leveled everything to 15. Well, I leveled everything to 15 and then I caught everything we didn't have and leveled right. all of those to 15. You named them all without me? No. No? No, I didn't name them. So just their regular names. They're just their regular names, and there's a name raider in the game that you can yeah, change them at. Exactly. We'll do that. I, yes. But we have, we, we aren't, we aren't to him yet. Okay, Wait. okay. I'm yes. looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. So join us there if you can. Yeah. Hashtag Bobo dies. <gasps> no, that's blasphemy. Hashtag Bobo escapes the dungeon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but for real, hashtag Bobo lives. Yeah. Um, this uh, blasphemous otherwise. Hashtag um, choose your own adventure. <laughs> that's already a very popular hashtag. Though. Is it popular? Yes. Choose your own adventure is still a thing. Rip Van Winkelstein. Yes. You are sitting in an enclosed space. The temperature is high enough that it makes you uncomfortable, but you are in no harm at present. Mm-hmm. You see but one door out of this box of a, of a claustrophobic space. Do you A, open the unlocked door and leave, or B, sit in the space and record five more episodes? I gotta leave. Okay, yeah, let's get out of here. We gotta go. <laughs> <laughs>